Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Welcome. We've been talking this year about starting and finishing. You have to get started to get finished. And change is not easy. But C.S. Lewis gives us a small insight that we can adopt, and that is we can think of change as disruptive. Oh, no, I have to do that before I can do this. Or we can think of change as expansive. So at this spring of the year, May, the busiest month of the year next to December, and if you didn't know that, just trust me, it is. There's graduation and wedding preparations and schools getting out, year-end activities. It just goes on and on and on. May, the very busy month of May. So I'm tacking in some lessons here about organization in hopes that you heard them and you can come back to them in a place and a time where you're going to make it work for you. Now, I have a couple of catchphrases that I've used for decades, literally. The key word to organization is, and if you know me at all, you're all going to shout out, preparation. It, it's still true. The key word to organization is still preparation. It works. What can I say? And the other key sentence, which I'm embarrassed to tell you, was our daughter's first, while garbled, complete sentence, Put it back where you got it from. I know that ends in a preposition. I got that. But put it back where you got it from will keep you from making a mess. And if you have more than one person in your house, and most of us do, if everybody put it back where they got it from, there would be a whole lot less mess. But I'm talking to you. And we began talking about paper, paper, paper in this quote-unquote, to be paperless society. I'm sorry, but I don't see the paperlessness yet. I do see a lot more necessary knowledge about computers, and just about the time I think I am finally in. You know what I mean? Like, I've got it. I can run my phone and my computer. I can make a copy. I can forward an email. I can cut and paste. I, I'm like in then across my screen comes something called an update. And they, I push the button because my IT person tells me I need to do that. And suddenly all the little additions which make it better are all the little things I need to learn. So I think paper feels like the same thing to me. We're going to have less of one kind of paper but we still have plenty of circulars and flyers and unwanted mail. And then we have mail that we love to get. So today I want to tell you that very recently I had been at my desk for about five hours and I stopped and I looked around and it was a wreck, just a wreck. And I took stock and here's what I found. The stapler was on one corner of the desk. The letter opener, pencil, pen are on a file, under a file that I put on top of all of that. I had a yellow pad, a pile of mail, two copies, hard copies of emails, handwritten notes, 
My computer was open and sort of in the center of my desk. It was a wreck. And I had failed to do my most favorite sentence. Put it back where you got it from. Where does the stapler live? In my study, in my desk, it's in the drawer. When I stapled it, instead of putting it in the drawer, I just put it back on my desk. I wish I could tell you that I was just trying to be organized because I know I need it again, but I didn't. I just set it down. I failed to put it back where I got it from. The stapler, the pen, the pencil, the paper clips, they all go in a drawer. The yellow plaid pad has a slot in my sorter. The two emails should have been inside the folder. The folder should have been in my sorter. Handwritten notes are right here in the old sewing machine drawer of my mother's old sewing machine, which is now holds my notes. Yes, I needed and used everything on my desk, but I didn't put it back where I got it from. It changed how I worked at my workspace, and I believed that there was more to learn. So I went back to the drawing board and those who go ahead of me, and I looked into the book that I've written called Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time, which I've been sharing with you. And the key word to being organization was preparation. And the one thing I was sure of was that the lack of organization slows everything down. It causes you to avoid the desk, the computer, the project. Do you ever let the emails pile up for a couple of days? How do you feel about it? The same way you feel about a sink full of dirty dishes. Now, Marsha Ramsland, who's a national business organizer, suggests taking a picture of your desk area or your home office, the walls around it, and see what you might not see because you work in it. Now, I travel a fair amount. I still travel a fair amount. And when I return, I go through my house. When my husband and I make a trip, when I make a trip, I walk back into my house. When I get out of the car, in the garage, my intention is walk through the house and see what you see first because it has a different effect to it. And so when I stopped and paused and looked at the pictures of my office, I realized that I needed some reminders of myself. I needed a bigger trash can than I had. I know that I love to tack up the most recent photo that someone sends me in the mail because it's so cute and darling. I don't need that around my work area. I need to put it in the file and look at it again. My sticky tabs, which a very dear friend told me that on my computer when I'm trying to find out how many people are coming to an event and it's not an evite invitation, I just need a little sticky tab. And then I write down their names and then I delete their email and I move on. My phones are near the same place. And so both my cell phone and my landline are right here in the space near my desk. My control cords and all that ugly stuff is behind closed wall. I can't stand the mess of it. I still don't understand why we have to make computers silver instead of wood tone or colored. And I think there are some co colored computers. So the pile which we talked about last time, the pile which happens to end up 
all in all of our lives and we store it somewhere happens to end up for me in my study area on my desk. And when I took stock, I realized that some of my very own principles I had let go. So I want to say that to you because even if you've spent some time and money buying equipment and energy to organize your space, you have to pause from time to time to look and see how's that working for you, as Dr. Phil used to say. So let's go back to the list of things that I gave you a day or so ago in how to have the equipment you need to process the areas of paper that we most commonly share. And I'm going to basically talk through this equipment by talking about the things that come in your mail. You'll hear me ask the question, what are some things you get in the mail you really love? And I'm going to give you the answer because I can't get it from you through the podcast. You love personal letters and checks. I have asked that question to hundreds of audiences and everyone says the same thing. You look through the pile of mail and you look for personal letters and checks. And so for me, when I first began this, and in those days, there was a lot more mail because there weren't computers, I would come in to my study with a pile a few inches deep of mail. And I did what you did. I sorted through it and I pulled out the personal ones and I pulled out the checks and I set the rest of it down. And I came to find out that I needed to organize myself with regard to this pile of paper. And so the first rule of thumb was I didn't open anything until I could open everything. I didn't open anything. You mean even the personal letter or the check? Yeah, I mean even the personal letter or the check. And I was amazed at how diligent I became with that pile of mail. I no longer sorted it. I opened it all. Now, the second thing I had done was I had now a place to put everything. So whatever was in the pile of mail, I had an answer for it. So I suggested you have a letter opener, a knife, something that opens your letters quickly. So you take the whole pile and you turn the pile over and you slit all the envelopes and then you look at the front of it and you have your red pen or your colored marker in your hand and you start opening the mail. Now, when I ask these questions, what's in your mail, people always say the same things. They tell me that they get the same kind of mail that I get. So what are they? Well, first of all, there are catalogs and magazines. Catalogs and magazines. And some of you are big catalog users. I'm not. I've never been a big catalog user. I'm not a big web shopper. I, I'm just not. I'm not a big shopper, to tell you the truth. I don't like to shop. I shop only when I have to shop. And the web has helped me considerably because I have for examples, gifts. I give the same engagement gift 
all the time. So I buy a few of them at a time. So somebody gets engaged, I'm invited to an engagement gathering, I have a gift. I give the same wedding gift all the time. So I have a few of those at home. I give the same baby shower gift. So I have a few of those at home. So when I'm opening the mail, I am not, I'm not keeping the catalogs because I'm not a catalog person, but I do use some catalogs like um, organizing catalogs. And where do I put the catalogs? I put them right in one of the two big baskets I told you to have. I just drop the catalog in there. Before I drop the catalog in there, I just look at the catalog and I say, is this one that comes regularly? And if it does, I take the old Pottery Barn catalog and throw it in the trash can, the very big trash can that I told you to have, and I put the new one in the catalog. Now, what about the magazines? Well, the magazine basket is twofold. First of all, it's not going in a pile because you're never going to read it. Second of all, it goes in the magazine basket, and you can do two things. One, you can see how often you're reading that magazine. I remember that I was ordering a magazine every year. I paid for the subscription. It was an automatic renewal. I paid for it. And when I started doing this, I found that when I went to the basket to put last week's, to take last week's out and put this week's in, I hadn't read last week's. And after about four or five of those incidents, I thought to myself, I'm not reading this magazine. Cancel the subscription. Cancel it. Now, it's a magazine I really love. Where do I put it? I put it in that two-inch file folder, expandable file folder. Because when I go for the next haircut, I want to look at that magazine. I have to tell you that the gal who cuts my hair, that's what I do. I open the magazine and I start turning pages and we talk about everything that's on the page. She says, I'm the only person who has ever come to her that does that. And she loves the entertainment. She doesn't feel like she has to get involved in a deep conversation. What else comes? <clears throat> the form letter that I mentioned to you, a lot of junk mail comes. And after you've slid it and you start to see that this is junk mail, look for the envelope inside the junk mail and put your form letter inside of it. Most of them are even postage paid. And then one of your colored file folders is red. And that's red and it's your hot file. You may want to write hot across it with a big black magic marker or maybe you'll just know it's the only red one you have. What's hot? What's in a hot file? A bill that didn't get paid and needs to be paid tonight. Something your husband has to look at when he gets home. Something that needs to be done at the children's school. Something you haven't done and you've had a reminder of it. It becomes the top priority of paperwork for you. Now, what about personal correspondence? Well, we said we love personal correspondence. We love personal correspondence and checks. What happens when you read a wonderful letter from a friend somewhere around the world or the country? I know what happens to me. I read it, and in that very moment, I want to sit right down and get a note out and, and respond to it. How many of us can really do that? Not many of us. 
Not many of us really do that. So I have a file folder in my file folder that says personal correspondence. And as I read that lovely personal correspondence, I use my red pen or my marker and I underscore the things that particularly touched me. And when I'm going someplace to wait, I pull that file out because in that file are some pieces of stationery and I answer those letters. You know, the art of personal writing is being lost, but it is not lost on the receiver. I have never spoken on this subject without someone saying, they're my treasures. I love reminiscing with people who read letters. I love the story of my friend Susan Miller, who's a national author herself and, and, and works on helping women make moves from one location to another. She's particularly fond of helping the men and women in the military understand how to make a move practically, emotionally, and spiritually. When she was born, her father was serving in the war. When, she, when her mother discovered that she was pregnant, her father had already left for the war. And her mother wrote the letter. Her, her husband responded back saying, I can't wait to meet our new child. The child was born. And in every letter that the mother and father had, there were comments about this unborn child. And her mother saved all those letters. And when her mother died, she had this little two-inch pile of letters from her daddy who had written them 40 years earlier. They are a treasure to her this day. Her father's been dead for years, for decades. Personal correspondence lives with us. It walks through life with us. They are the treasures of people who love us, who leave us, and we are glad to have them. So personal correspondence file. Then you have the file in your sorter that says finances, and that's the bill file. People always say to me, but if I, if I don't leave the bill out, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to forget it. Well, of course, it's going to be in the pile. You can find it. Remember how safe the pile was? But why spend that time going through the file? Remember what Paul told us? Live as wise men and women, not unwise. Redeem the time. So drop the bill into the file. Even if you're not paying it on time, at least you know where it is when they send you the notice that says they're about to turn off your water. You can go right to it, write the check, or call up and use your debit card. I have a file that says refer to David. Now, it's a yellow file. He doesn't like the yellow file. If he were here right now, he'd be grimacing and drawing a line across his neck like, oh, cut out the yellow file. Because the yellow file always represents things he has to do or things we have to talk about. And during David's career days, I met him for lunch once a week. He said he used to love seeing my face come into the restaurant. And then he would see the yellow file under my arm and groan. But we had those lunches to talk about the business of marriage. You know, marriage goes on and on and on and on if we do it the way God wants us to, that we are not separated from one another except by death. And doing that means we have a lot of things to keep track of. And a lot of that is minutiae and paperwork and calendar stuff. 
And if you make the business of marriage a time of your life regularly, you'll have a lot less disagreements. And then there are some things I need to do a telephone RSVP to or a computer RSVP to. And I have a file that says to phone or RSVP. What do I do with all that stuff? I have it all in one place on my desk. You, you don't have a desk. It's okay. You don't have to have a desk. Take a portion of the counter in your kitchen or wherever your paper pile has been that you have now reduced to nothing. Take that space and put your file sorter, put your pen and pencil cup so you have something, your red pen, your letter opener is inside of it. Put your baskets close to it or put your baskets in your TV room or wherever you sit down to read or look at catalogs. Put your file folder with the expandable file folder in this sorter and make sure there's a trash can close by. When you get the mail, do as I've just instructed you and whiz through it, dropping things in their necessary files. I've had a file for our daughter since she was old enough to walk. Things for her doctor's appointments, things for school, grade school, college, high school, things after she got married that she got mail sent to me and the next time I saw her, I was going to give it to her. I still have a file with her name on it because stuff comes to me. She comes here, leaves a piece of paper, leaves something. I make a note and put it in that file. And this dress is hanging in your closet. Be sure to bring it to her. It's an important way to keep your life organized. Remember, the key word to organization is preparation. And all the things I've just talked about are preparation for you to make the practice of getting rid of your pile. Now, for those of you who consider yourself avant-garde, I'm going to end this show by making a suggestion to you. I don't know how deep your pile is or how many piles you have, but I can tell you there are only a few things in that pile that are irreplaceable. One is correspondence. One is correspondence. Two is an antique picture that someone sent you. It's not on the computer and you can't have another one made. It's not in your digital phone or camera. That's all that's in there that can't be replaced. If it's a bill, they'll send you another one, I promise you. If it's a calendar, you can get another one. Anything in that pile can be replaced. And if you want to start fresh, take that pile, put one hand on the bottom of it and one hand on the top of it, and walk it to your trash can and dump it. You'll be amazed at the energy you receive by having that job done with. Do I encourage you to do that? I definitely encourage you to do that, even if you do lose a photo or letter or two. It will get you a jump start into organizing your paper. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers, and we are still talking about organization. Join me for our next time when I'm going to talk to you about a sentence spoken often by all of us. Go grow up. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Make it an uncommon day of organizing your papers. Mm -hmm.